Gascoigne going to have a crack? He is, you know. Oh, I say! Tottenham have gone and done it. We've appointed the new manager. Ange Postikoglu is the new dad, the new the new daddy at Tottenham Hotspur. This is Filthy Shambles. Season 2, episode 50. It's the last ep of the season, but don't fret. Season 3 is literally next week because the saga continues into the summer. There's a lot that we're going to be waiting for Tottenham to do. And off the back of that, Obviously, we're going to be reacting as we normally do. Dan, um, welcome back to the pod. Cheers, um, mate. Thank you. It's good to be feeling? back, I think. Yeah. It is good to have you back, especially now that we've got something positive to talk about rather than having to go through the normal tropes of um, mundane and boring and bland uh, kind of football analysis, even though we, we, we barely did that anyway on this podcast. But uh, we've got... A, a positive thing to talk about, a forward-thinking thing in terms of our new manager, our new gaffer. Um, before we go, before we dive into uh, whether it's a good appointment or not, because that seems to split the the fan base a little bit, you know, not that it takes much these days to split the fan base. Um, how are you feeling? How did you feel when the news finally broke? Because it it kind of built up the same way it built up with slot. So did you did you have any kind of any any bad vibes that it was just about to explode in our face again? Yeah, I think I was putting out some WhatsApp groups like I'm still just expecting him to turn us down in a few days, like just because we were still probably recovering from like the whole slot build up and come mm. down from that. Mm. Um, but then when it got announced, I was a bit like, do you know what? Like the fact that it was announced like what three days after his season finished just tells you like. We're all fucking mugs that for just believing half the shit that you see out there, aren't we? Like, thank you. Because exactly. it it just it just comes across. It just came across as like they've clearly been talking to this guy for a while. Um, we'd sit. We'd when we'd done. A, I think we'd done a pod a while back where we talked. Where where or you might. I don't know if I was on it, but there was there would have been some talk about when Scott Munn came in, um, yeah. and his connection to City Football Group and Poster Coglu's having worked at the Japanese club that is in that same group yeah. that instantly there was a link made between the two of them, especially because, you know, they're both Aussies and all that sort of stuff as well. They're familiar with each other. Um, and as it's proven, like obviously a, uh, a good link because here he is, he's here with us now. And, uh, you know, well, I said contracted at least for four years. I know. And, and, and well done to the ITKs and everyone else that said two years, <laughs> truly, truly in, in the know. Um, it, it's, it's football's a funny, funny sport, right? And just in terms of, in terms of the way that many of us try to anchor ourselves to certain perceptions and philosophies in how we follow football, how we digest football, we we often, we, if you kind of stand back and look back, you you kind of recognise that we're, we're slightly hypocritical and and there's plenty of contradictions. Like my reaction to that original link. Uh, to Postecoglou was nah really nah that's that's not what that's not what Tottenham are looking for you know I I completely completely gravitated towards 
us needing a box office appointment and and and, and i guess the, the the irony is that we've had box office appointments we had it we had it in, in Mourinho and antonio conte you know so who are we to kind of look down and be snobby about uh, about someone whose whose cv might not be impressive to some people um but you, you know Football doesn't necessarily have to work according to what you think is right. Because if there's anything about Tottenham, we have tried absolutely everything with with every type of football manager and every type of coach and every type of of appointment. And obviously the one constant is the board and the the chairman and the rest of it. So the situation we're in now is that we we just need something refreshing. We need something bullish as well in terms of the players um and we we need to rediscover some spirit and identity and, and the rest of it and everything now that now that I've accepted it and the fact that no one else looks like they were ever in the running properly um I'm okay with it I'm okay with 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 not having to worry about well what if it's a wrong appointment you know this doesn't stink of Nuno basically Nah, not at all. Not at all. Because Nuno was like not even on the list at all. Like he he, he wasn't a number on the list. Do you know what I mean? By the time we got to him, he was. We need, we're two days out from pre season and need a manager in it. Like that's exactly what he was. Um, yeah, that was a that was like a like a that's knee panic jerk stations. Reaction. That was a, yeah. yeah, that was just panic stations. Like, and I suppose like it happens in all business. Like. I don't want to. I, I don't want to come across like I'm giving the club a pass because I've, you know, given them my fair share of criticism over the last few months, like most fans have. But you know, credit where credit's due. You know, it's up to we. We we, we can choose whether or not we want to believe the stuff that we see out there. So we can draw our own conclusions ultimately as yeah. to whether we think that it's a shit show behind the scenes or not. And that's what. Yeah. I think that's that was the the the, the theme, wasn't it? Like we all thought that. We all thought no one's got a fucking clue what's going on here. Like it's all a mess. When in reality, that's just if you're paying attention to like everything you see on Twitter, all the media, like journo outlets and all the rest of it, all the aggregator accounts, like they just pe- they paint this picture and you, it, it, it festers, doesn't it? So you end up believing it. When if all you do is just focus on what the clubs say, which isn't often very much, but they do tend to be quite clear in what they're saying, which is we've appointed Scott Munn, we'll be, we'll be excited to announce more news at the end of the season. The season's ended. And then, as I've just said, like his seasons, um, Angie's seasons ended, and he's appointed. So doesn't mean he was number one on the list the whole time, but it definitely means he was the, a look, strong candidate the whole time, isn't you, it? You, exactly. And and the thing is, there's a couple of things to pick out from that, right? The media and the journalists and the supporters are constantly in need for information, and constantly in need for information before that information is official. That's why the. The whole in in the know, the club insider uh, community, and and uh, is is a thing. It's a thing because people like to know things before they happen. Do you know what I mean? It's like knowing what your, the season finale to a TV show is going to be before it's aired. You know, it, it gives comfort to people. Um, the problem is that most of the time, like nobody really knows what is going on, and and so these narratives are created for the for the benefit of. Of of getting people to click on articles, and also drive just driving constant traffic and discussion uh, and the rest of it, and it's and that's fine. It's it's a, it's all part of the game, right? It's not very healthy most of the time. Some of these discussions because of people's differing opinions, 
Uh, but ultimately, the way that people and supporters are willing to believe every single plot twist, and, and literally most of the time, it's just the same story being repeated. He's in contention. He's the number one. He's the number And it's like, mate, come on. You've mentioned 10 different managers in the, in the last two weeks as if you've never mentioned any of them before. And, it, and, and yet people don't see through that and go straight to the club and slag them off. And the club are deserving of a lot of hefty criticism, right? Because they they get things wrong all of the time, and they've probably gone beyond that 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 threshold now in terms of how many more chances are we going to give these guys to prove that they get it. Um, you know, we're in a position again where we're having to fix something we've created. And and look, football isn't easy. There's no guarantees. You can appoint the best manager by the best players and you can still fail to achieve what you want. It can still all go wrong. That's That happens across every football club. You know, it's a fallacy to think Spurs are special in that way. But we're in a position again where we're having to look at this type of ma- appointment. You know, Postecoglou, who we're going to get to, we'll call him Ange, it'd be slightly easier. Um, although I shouldn't have trouble pronouncing his name considering it's, it's, it's got a bit of a Greek it's one of your brethren yeah well technically I mean if, if you want to go by bloodlines I'm kind of Cypriot Greek it's a bit like it's a bit like the English and the Welsh I don't know I, I, I don't, probably not because that's a, they, they've got the Welsh got a different language oh, I could have gone um, full Brexit and just said same thing in it like gone full full Farage <laughs> but um, look the oh fuck! I can't <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? This is this is uh, this is. Uh, I've just come back from Valencia, uh, as I was saying before the podcast, and I should be refreshed and high on life, but I am absolutely shattered. <laughs> you know when they pour their spirits out there, I keep forgetting. Every time I go to Spain, they pour spirits. They don't use measurements. Nah, they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck, but it's like you you order a rum and coke, and it's lovely rum, absolutely amazing rum. And it's like, mate, this is like a quadruple. In fact, it's more than a quadruple. You know, the the, the, the you put the coke in, and you can't see the coke. It's just it, it's <laughs> it's bizarre. Like I'm I'm absolutely smashed after a couple of drinks. A- anyway, um, at least I was celebrating out there. To to be fair, yeah. Um, what was I going on about, Dan? Do, do, do you remember? We can just move on. I'm sure I was going to... I was going to say something about Postecoglou um, being the right man because of the mess that we've created. So because Spurs have once again failed at this grand experiment to bring in a serial winner and to inherit a broken team and fix that broken team by cutting corners and doing it really quickly, urgency, blah, 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 blows up in our face... We are now in a position where we don't know who we are, what we are, what we should be doing. We have players that need to leave. We are we have players that are leaving. We have players that are arriving. We have players in limbo, out on loan. We have players whose contracts might be ripped up. We need players to come in. We also need to understand how it, all this works with a new manager and a new system and new ideas, and we get to that as well. But the most important thing for me and the reason why I've just stood back and said, Do you know what? let's not be snobby about this is because he does tick the right boxes in the things that we have been talking about all season. What is Tottenham Hotspur? What is our philosophy, our identity? Where is that football on the front foot? You know, where is that sense of adventure in in game? Where is that dare to do? Daring is doing. Do you know what I mean? It's 
we, we've lost that. We've lost that since since the breakdown of the the Poch team. So I'm happy mm. for that. Whether it's too big a job for him, I mean, we can also look at, we can look look at that in, in in the moment too. So he's come in, and again uh, to, to just finish up with what you said. Um, yeah, you don't don't listen to the media. I mean, w- watch the news and, and follow the stories because there's some truth here and there. Um, but at the end of the day, it's it's what Tottenham say and do. And in in this case, they've interviewed people. They might be interviewed three or four people. We don't know. You know, we we we. we so, they treat ev- they do everything in such a clandestine way, though, don't they? Like all, and and I, I don't know why we're surprised by that because they've always been well. Certainly under Enoch, they've always operated in that way. But like, do other clubs often... do that as well? Don't don't other clubs do that? I mean, no one publicly shouts from the rooftops what they're doing. I think Spurs. Uh, exactly. I don't. A... Think, no one's having negotiations in public, are they? I don't really mm. understand where this concept of wanting to. Well, I know where it, where it comes from. It's people feeling like they do get access to info within the club because of the aggregator accounts and the journos on Twitter and stuff like that. Like they feel like it's a connection to the club, don't they? So as soon as that information starts drying up or it's, they start saying things that they, that we don't want to hear or fans don't want to hear, that's where the frustration starts. But that's bored, That's that's not the club's fault because that's purely like fan-made frustration in, in a way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, look, we, we said this was a, an important... And um, I, I, I guess new ground for us this season because it yeah. does feel we, we we record the same podcast every week. Unfortunately, it's probably the same for everyone out there, and and the same conversations in pubs after the game and at home. Um, but at least now we can we can we can focus on good vibes, and it doesn't mean we've forgotten about the club and Daniel Levy and the responsibilities and the the lack of accountability, but. We can't live a life of misery all all the time, even though Spurs are curators of that of that misery. Um, mm. We've got a guy who who is a personality, and you know, twi- Twitter or social media rather. Obviously, we've had lots of kind of testimonials from Celtic fans. We've we've had lots of positive quotes from other people in football. You know, regardless of his CV and people thinking it's not very glamorous, glamorous, um, fucking hell, let's try that again. His CV not being glamorous compared to, let's say, um, a hipster manager from Germany that skateboards to to work. Mm. Um, But, you know, the graft and the grind and the the, the way that he talks, he's just a very good man manager, right? Have Have you seen some of the videos of his team talks and just the the way that he handles the media and the way that he handles players and, and the fact that he doesn't hide away from, from speaking the truth and, and pointing people out. And there's been mm. some cracking stories, one in particular where he, uh, um, a defender had an absolute nightmare of a game, but uh, Ange basically uh, slagged off the rest of the team for not yeah for not playing at the level that the defender was playing at, for not showing the courage and the bravery. and Just it was not almost... showing for him. That was, what, yeah. that was it, wasn't it? They weren't showing for him. Exactly. And it's stuff like that. It's not. He's, he's not saying that the player didn't have a nightmare and isn't accountable for making mistakes, but it's almost like you're all in it together. You're a team. Fight together. And there's all these yeah. other things about when in doubt, go forward. And it's such a basic... It's such a basic... Almost like a playground tactic right just run with the ball forward because that's the way you should be going yeah but it's 
it's so important when you're when 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 you talk about football teams and managers and, and tacticians and how astute they are and how disciplined they are. Like sometimes these players have to contain themselves within this setup and within the the fluidity of the automations and the rest of it. Um, but what Spurs have lacked is that expression, um, and I think that's where the spark in 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 next season has, has come back for me. Now I'm 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 relatively excited. Yeah, no, same as me. And I think you you touch on the man manager point of view is that he who shall not be named was probably the last person we had who was like a proper man man sort of good man manager, right? Yeah. Um, like you know, but he was a bit. I felt like we always felt like he was a bit more arm round the shoulder type, and that you know he he was friends with them as much as he was their coach. Whereas yeah, this yeah. guy, like I'm, sure, you know, from the athletic article, like if anyone's not sub- not subscribed to it, I'd recommend you find a way of like getting hold of that to read it it's because it's, it's a fairly lengthy read but it is it's really really insightful read. yeah it was by charlie eccleshare and it was just a, it was a, a genuinely brilliant article um and i think one of the most insightful things about it was that he um in terms of his coaching style was that he is a brilliant motivator and all the players talk about like there's not a single player that seems to talk badly about him like they all talk about how they've improved under him like from you know a mental aspect as well as like an ability sort of aspect I suppose mm. but then it's that he's quite distant at the same t- like the same time though like I think the article said he's at the same time he remains intimidatingly distant mm. because he is there there is still that there that clear line and that clear distinction of I'm your boss I'm not your mate like I'll I'll be here for you. I'll defend you. I'll fight for you. You just have to give me that same fight. It's in like return. a general of an army, right? It's yeah, like, literally. Not personal with every soldier. You know, it has to no, be. No, but, but he will defend them. Like he'll, yes. bollock, he'll be the one that bollocks them. He don't let anyone else do it. Like he won't <laughs> let them be digged out by the media. That he'll do. He'll do that. Do you know what I mean? It's one of them. So, one one of the one of the obviously one of the things that that people first reacted to. I mean, you know, Celtic is the biggest job he's had. He's done the treble up there. He's gone on this, there was like a, what, 35-game unbeaten run. Um, and then people were like, well, Steven Gerrard, he won the title up in Scotland. And just, you know, completely forgot the mess that Gerrard left Rangers in. I mean, they won the, the title, right? But I mean, everything else did not go according to plan. And, Look, if we're going to get into this this situation where we're kind of comparing pound for pound what people are doing in in, in other leagues, um, you can do that with a lot of of managers, right? Before they get their their big break, you know, not not, not too long ago, people were were actually entertaining Vincent Company becoming Spurs manager. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's so I I honestly think sometimes. The things that supporters collectively um, uh, kind of tether themselves to are things that don't really matter in the grand scheme of things. It's like a comfort thing. The way that I wouldn't want Steve Cooper to be Tottenham manager because because I don't think he's, I think his face is a bit weird. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like like he he would say the same thing about me, like hairy cornflake or whatever. Like it, it, it's, I'm not I'm not. It's not a personal attack on Steve Cooper. No, He's no. obviously a good fucking coach. Um, but there's these gut things. And, and obviously, you know, you've had some ridiculous things posted by, by people. Look at the size of him. He doesn't look the part. He's Australian. He's got an Aussie accent. How can you take him seriously? You know, he's managed 
little teams. He's never managed in in, in a top division. And and it's all these things. It's like, okay, right, just, just where have you been for the last four years? We had Mourinho and Conte, who have won everything and have managed the biggest clubs in, in world football. And how did that pan out for, for, for us? You know, sometimes it isn't, you know, the, the very thing that you want, the very thing that you think you want isn't the thing you need because you're going by the, you're going by this idea in your head, like that uh, Nagelsmann, for example, because he's, he's young and he's hip and he's obviously, he's a very good coach, but he's, would he have come here and had a disaster of, of a tenure? Because of his ego, because of who, because of the type of person he is, I think, I think Ange looks like the person. Or we know, judging by everything that I've read about him, and, and judging by his 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 CV and what he's done at every club and, and and country he's been at, he immerses himself. He looks at the club and he goes, right, what's Tottenham Hotspur meant to be about? I'm now going to do the very thing that this club needs and and amplify all the the the, the, the kind of missing traditions and and and. All the little things that we, we we need, you know, not just the football being pretty, um, but the academy players, the youth players, you know, just all the things that that that, that make us Spurs fans and the things that we we need when we go to to watch games. He mm. will bring that to the forefront. So you you kind of need that conduit, and I think the thing that I was going to say earlier was that he he is a he's the right type of man manager for the squad rebuild that we need. I don't think yeah. he's going to take any bullshit. I, just, I, you know, I mean, he's got a lot of work to do, right? And and the club have got a lot of work to do for him. Do you think the four-year contract is evidence of Ange knowing that he's going to get backed, and the club knowing that they've got absolutely no option to do everything that he needs and the club needs for for us to go forward? Yeah, I mean, from everything you hear about him, he seems really steadfast in his principles, doesn't he? So I don't think he would have taken the job unless he felt that he was, you know, essentially going to ha- be able to have a fair crack of the whip. Um, and I don't think he's the sort of person that would go somewhere um, just thinking that he's. it doesn't really matter like whether he wins or not. Like He's clearly someone who's really ambitious and wants to prove himself at the highest level. Like... You know, to to just touch on like the last point you was making about you know whether we've had well known sort of like established managers coming in compared to someone like him who's mm. maybe got like a slightly less impressive CV on paper like to compared to the average like these European football managers, yeah. but ultimately like you know football just isn't that binary as it has been proven exactly. that if you get a win now manager you bring them to Tottenham and they win now that doesn't mean that other win now managers wouldn't win at Spurs because as I say football's not binary like that like there's all sorts of variables that go into it that affect things at it's the time like yeah it, it, it definitely is and um but with but I think the four-year contract for Ange is just a good sign for us more than anything that had it been two years it would have feel I think it would have felt more underwhelming but because it's four years, yeah. I think it shows where the club's at in the sense that they clearly do, they they are prepared to bring in someone who's going to needs to be here for the long term and needs to be given time to be able to build something and implement a, a new way of playing. Because we've not played any form of attacking football for the last well four years, shall we say? It's mad um, when you think about when you say it like that out loud. And, and I know we've had, I know people going to go. You'll have Bardi from the X range. Oh well, we we under Conte, we he doesn't speak like this, by the way. He's he's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a Tory. He's he's, he's posh as fuck. Um, 
you know, he'll say something like, but we scored a record amount of goals or, or we, you know, we were one of the highest scoring teams in Europe. And that's fine. Best we, ever we, start to a Premier League season. Yeah, we were very snappy um, on the counter. Very, we would, I mean, we would slap teams on, on the counter, but it was, it was everything else around it. And over time, something that I refused to accept whilst we were in amongst it, was that the football starting started to go backwards, and and that that kind of counter attacking spirit and 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 uh, and spite was just it was lost, and then it, it became cameos, and it almost felt underwhelming. Like yeah, okay, we you know we that was a brilliant move when we scored. We should be doing that three or four times per game. We should be on the front foot from the beginning and bury teams, and it, it just and and again I'm oversimplifying. It's probably not as easy. To, to do that as it is for me to say it uh, but we we definitely have not been a spirited swashbuckling team and and yeah you need to be a bit ugly you need to win you know win hard and and, and grind results out and mix and match but you, we we done that under under potch for for two or three seasons very well um and with that and what we need more than anything is is that 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 kind of style. Um, just I think anyone... the only thing, sorry, so, sorry, no, just no, no. to quickly say, go, go, go. Uh, the only thing I would hope for is that he, because he's yeah. apparently quite stubborn and in, in set in his ways as well. Like he yes. will not, he won't adjust himself either. But I suppose we'd rather it's with this brand of football compared to like the defensive way of playing. Like he doesn't want twenty passes amongst the centre backs. He wants it always to go forward and. You know, you've seen the videos of someone passing the ball back to the centre back, and he's shouting, "Stop fucking about!" Like yeah. all the fans, <laughs> and then you hear the fans laughing as a result because it's like, "Oh!" But I, I think that as long as it's not like that kind of Bielsa style of like stubborn, yeah. where you can clearly see something's like you need a tweak, and it doesn't have to be wholesale mm. changes. But Bielsa mm. just needed to make sure. You know, not, not that I'm some sort of football expert, but I think everyone could clearly see that they were going man for man all over the pitch and they, it caused gaps absolutely everywhere. And that's why they got sliced apart every week. And it was his ineptitude and his stubbornness that cost, cost them, to be honest. As much as they, those fans will love him and think he's a hero and that, that you think he shouldn't have been sacked, it's like, well, he was killing your football club, to be honest yeah. with you, by the end of it as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, so like, I just hope that we don't kind of get to that sort of scenario. But... Well, is what, but it's exciting. Still. It is exciting. We, we've actually come to the because you know we, we're going to try and be balanced here. We, we, I've kind of made the list of the things that have been pointed out over the past uh, few days, just in terms of where there are potential concerns, and some of them are quite interesting. Um, just for anyone who, who's interested in that athletic um, article, it's called "This Is Ange Postikoglu: The History, the Track Record, the Philosophy." So, um, I mean, just. <laughs> If you're online, I'm sure you know how to search for things. Um, very, very, very good article, very long article, but it kind of gives you um, an interesting personal spin about the inspiration he's, he's, his father's had on him as well. And it's a lot of his dressing room uh, talks, his pregame talks and, and, and the rest are very, very inspirational. He's an, he is an absolutely brilliant uh, talker. I mean, he... he He's concise, unlike unlike, unlike me. Um, he, he's very, very good. He'd be, he'd be good at pod, podcasting. Um, in fact, there's probably a few things out there you can listen to with him on. So very appealing personality. Um, ticks the boxes of the things that we need, that the club need. And I think, mate, and kudos to the club for maybe recognising that because this is a brave decision. Now, we have to, before we go on to just looking at him in, in, in a little bit more detail in terms of those potential concerns... 
how okay so we know like chris uh geordie spurs who's who's a, a kind of part-time regular on this podcast but a full-time regular at away games i don't think he's renewed his season ticket um i'm right aren't i because he's, he's always moaning about it so um no i think he has i think oh, he's yeah, renewed course, it already yeah, he has he has scab you've gone against what you wanted to do um <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, Chris. Uh, he's a very loyal away supporter, and literally does go to you know to, to every. He goes to all game. the games. Yeah, um, he's not happy. I, mm. You know, Adam. I think he's very cautious. I think Adam's in a position like most of us are like, okay, manager change again. It's the same board. It's the same decision makers. Are they self-aware? Have, do they, do mm. they understand what they've created here, atmosphere-wise, or, or do they still look down yeah. on everyone from their tower and just think, you know, these people don't know what they want? Or, you know, and are they still detached? You know, do they think they've fixed everything now just because they've got a new manager and, and social media, the social media team will be able to push out, you know, nice content and happy content? Um so there's there's this 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 flux we're all involved in, right? Because I, I've kind of I kind of went on Twitter. I've I've, I've been very part time on Twitter for a for a while now, um, and and I just said, look, my personal ethos for the season is I'm setting no benchmark. I'm setting no deadlines. I'm not I'm not going to knee jerk. I'm not going to just say fucking sack him after six months if it's if it's really inconsistent because we need to work through this we need to work through the last four to five years and it's it's something that often the club and the supporters are not patient um with because they they and and it's fair enough we should be doing more with what we've got with the capacity we we have i get it but we also have to recognize that we have buried ourselves in in mistakes we have have to dig our way out of it And, and to do that you have to look at forget about everything else that's happened before right now we have a problem how do we fix that problem and how do we do it properly so it doesn't come back to bite us on the ass now we have to sign a fair few players but we also have to move out a fair few players there's lots of very mm-hmm. interesting tactical decisions can this player fit here can that player fit there i've been i've been looking at um he's 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 different formations that he plays i don't know if you've dived into this um dan but yeah i have had i have had a little bit of a look yeah because he kind of plays he doesn't play with traditional wing backs they're kind of like inverted fullbacks it's similar to what what pep's done this season isn't it like and a bit like arteta at arsenal like it's a bit of a trend like i suppose it's just obviously something that a lot of these coach these modern these more modern coaches if you like are doing that Mm. they'll they'll move their fullbacks in to become part of the midfield and then that means that they're two of their three centre midfielders can move forwards to essentially join the front line at times. Yeah. So you've almost yeah. got like five in the front line, yeah. um, which it's exciting. You know, that sounds sounds cool to me. I mean, yeah. I think I'm pretty sure the Spurs 62 winning, whoa, double whoa, winning whoa, whoa, side, whoa. I'm pretty sure they, they played a formation of two, three, five. I think that yeah. was their formation. 61. Like, yeah, that's it. You should be scoring like 30 goals. Yeah. A game like <laughs> with that sort of formation in, that, in those know, days, bad, but but um, when you look at I, those I think, old school formations, they just they they make no sense to me. But um, they, nah. Know. But I think do you know what's quite interesting as well. You said about like Adam and like Chris's like stances, like mm. and, and there'll be other people as well. Like everyone's got a completely different. 
you're going to meet, meet and speak to people who've got completely different feels about this appointment and all of them are valid because I don't think there really is like a correct, well, there's, there's no correct way to feel about it. It's your own personal feeling, isn't it? But like, it, it, I do understand the shouts for it being underwhelming because of the reasons we've already discussed. You've brought a yeah. guy in who's not managed in the top five leagues in Europe. Yeah. Um, you... You know, he's. I don't think. I don't know if it's as much the age thing as as much. I, I definitely think it may be with some people because there's this idea that we needed like a you know a, an up and coming new young manager type thing. He's not um, that old though. I mean, no, but it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter to me as far as I'm mm. concerned. It at least means he's got a lot of life experience, and he and he won't be someone to. You know, he's, there won't be a lot of things that he's not seen in life, regardless yeah. of the level of, of club that he's operating at. You know, yeah. like he's he's going to be someone who is pretty. You know, he's he's going to be a, a pretty upfront guy, stuck in his ways, and you know knows what he wants. Ultimately, can stand up for what he wants. That's what yeah, we need. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think that that's the important thing is that people can also change their minds. Like just because they're not sure now, like he's got he has got to, he has got to prove himself. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's saying yeah, a surefire yeah, yeah, thing. Sure. He's he's got to prove us. He's got to prove to us that he is the man for this job over time, and he's got to be given time. Like he's got to be given this season to see how we get on. Get, as long as he finishes higher than we did last season, then we go again. And then yeah. he's got to be an improvement and improvement. That's what's got to happen, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like with Nuno, I knew it was wrong, and I was like, "Fucking hell!" What, what, yeah, that what was just shit. Here? And I just felt sorry for the guy from the beginning, and and I was very. I remember at the time I just said. Just let him. Let's see what happens. But but in my heart, I knew this is this is not good. With Conte and, and Mourinho, I had to almost make this um, this stand. This kind of like, uh, no, I'm going to back him. Let's let's you know, I don't like the guy or like Mourinho. And with Conte, I thought, no, this is the right thing. This is the catalyst for change. This is what we've been missing. Uh, but it was a, it almost feels false looking back now. Like I had to I had to try and. Uh, I had to try and make a show for it for myself to, to buy into it. And I kind of did buy into it on, on both occasions um, and, until I realised it was it was just not the right fit either way. But with this guy, rather than me go, yeah, 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 he's the one, it's not the case that I'm going to... I'm not going to... I'm not going to put myself out there in the same way. I'm definitely backing him, but I'm just looking to enjoy. And... yeah. And 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 potentially just grind through some tough early results, perhaps when we're experimenting. When we're, we, you never know. We might hit the ground running. You, you just don't know. This is why football is so amazing, you know, <laughs> and also at the same time, absolutely brutal to the senses because you know everything that you expect. Sometimes you you get nothing of it, and and. You know the the long-standing narrative is Tottenham are the kings of the accidental appointment. It's something I I have preached time and time again, and it was actually in that athletic article. It's not like my insight was genius or particularly insightful. I I think we know that Spurs have got lucky time and time again. We're, we're not very good at creating blueprints and and long-term plans and designs. We 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 luck out. After we sack the original appointment, you know, Santini comes in, it's Martin Yo that does the job. You know, Ramos comes in, it's Redknapp that does the job. You know, and then, you know, Poch, it's the same thing again. And and now with Ange, you know, having had Conte, it feels like the same thing again. And, you know, and 
maybe that's football again for a lot of clubs. You can't get the best managers because they're already managing the, the very best teams. Mm. Um, so it's it's what Spurs need to do is just just focus on the footy. Let the guy cook, you know, and I'm not talking about the type of cooking Paratici whoa, whoa. was uh, smelling <laughs> the kitchen up with. Um, just, you know, this is, this is a good combo. He, he's an Aussie and he's Greek. You know, they both love a barbecue. I, I think we're 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 onto something. You was just saying though, you were talking about talking about players that were going to be going out. Like we've mm. probably got more going out than we have coming in because we're going to have a bloated oh squad at the moment as it is for yeah. next year. Because well, we've obviously only got one game a week to start with. Exactly. So it's a, it's a weird one, right? Because it's not just players that don't fit the system or players that just need to be moved on because of the emotional baggage and the rest mm. of it. But yeah, you're right. We we don't have European football. Um, you know the other aspect is what I was. What was we don't have to discuss this today, by the way. But what what I was uh, moving towards with the the, the wing back and the, and the inverted um, fullbacks was that do do our wing backs can they play that role? Can they fit into that system? So mm. again, we've bought players for a particular manager, um, and this is the lack of cohesion with a director of football and, and and lack of philosophy and identity within the club that we're going to have to once more clear out and buy new. Yeah. Now maybe going forward, if we really, really solidify what we're meant to be doing as a football club with style and and and, and recruitment, then then it the next man in after Ange will look at the squad and go, yeah, this is perfect. You've got all the players I need here. I'll just carry on the work. And, yeah. and that's, that's where we've gone wrong time and time again. We keep For a club like Tottenham Hotspur, we shouldn't have to reboot or reset as often as we do. And, and yet, you know, here we are. Again, dancing the, the, the to the same. Yeah, thing. I suppose we're probably forty or fifty percent of the way there. Like already in terms of the the play, the types of players he's going to want. Like, well, that's my understanding at least. Anyway, I'm basing that on the fact that if you look at just the players we've got available for the forward line, like we probably don't need to do anything there. Like if was, if we was just to keep all of them, like in terms of Son, Richarlison, Kane, Kulusevski, and even Brian Hill, like you'd like to think that that's probably enough, like for the season. Um, it's then in the midfield and defence. I mean, defensively, like recruitment-wise, I feel um, Romero aside, I feel like it's just it's been a fucking shocker, really, because now we're in a position where, like you've just pointed out, we've got wing backs who are, are only wingers and like full backs who are only full backs. But are they the right full backs for Ange? Like, I feel like we don't have the right sets of full backs at all to, or even half the amount of centre backs that he'll want, like to to play the way he, he needs to. So there's got to be a major overhaul across that whole back line, to be honest with you. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and, and this is what I mean about patience. I know people are like, I've been patient for 23 years with Enoch. Enoch out. And it's like, yeah, okay, but guys, we, we can't just be screaming these sound bites. It doesn't change anything. You screaming them. Uh, the ball is still going to be there. The manager still has work to do. So we, we have to, in the moment, accept what we are right now and what we're trying to become uh, under the guidance of of, of Ange and, and 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 Scott Munn and and I guess what who whatever director football comes in, um, let's so so obviously as I said at the beginning of the pod, there there's a fair few discussions to be had and I think we can revisit the 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 whole um, kind of preseason players in players out thing as that Trans- as transfer that window ain't transfer window ain't even opened yet I don't yeah, think I think we still got nine days so yeah it's pointless because we, I don't want to cover the same the same topics every single week I want to just come back to then 
um, some of the things that uh, people have just brought up as in terms of concerns and you know one of them was in-game changes not always having the desired effect um apparently the thinking behind this is that he's i guess he's he's stubborn like conte or and like a lot of managers are i think most managers are probably quite stubborn to be fair um and he doesn't want to fundamentally change what his team is doing because he believes in what his mm. team is doing and how they've been set out to do that in the first place. His U- European record is not very good. Um, that's fine. We're not in Europe this season. Um, but Conte's European record was shit. In fact, Conte's U- U- European record in the Champions League uh, was worse than Tottenham Hotspurs. So yeah, so I don't, but is but 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 Ange's European record weren't good because of who he's managing. Like they've not yeah. been good in Europe for fucking years. Yeah. Like that's a very the good bars that. the bars so incredibly low there. Um, what else have we got here? Actually, that's probably it. I mean, I'm sure there's more. <laughs> the other bloody hell. Good night, everyone. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I thought I had a long list of, of things to be concerned about, but fuck, fuck the neg- negativity. Um, what's this I've got here? Uh, he succeeded in everything he wanted to do at Celtic in a short space of time. The club was in tur- right. The club was in turmoil, and within 18 months, he turned it on his head. He had a vision, clear plan. Uh, did bring and didn't bring any staff in. He did it by himself. To have the courage of your convictions like that is amazing. A true, uh, a real leader. That's what Spurs will have. He will be. He won't be berating officials like Conte or criticizing opposition managers. He's calmer than that. But behind closed doors, he's one not to be messed with. That was actually I don't know who, who what that that Wilson I've got here, but I haven't got his first name. Mm. Um, which doesn't help. What's, Still valid. It's, well, what's really valid out of or, or the thing that I kind of like completely zoom into is that the club was in turmoil. Um, yeah. So again, he, he, he feels like the catalyst we thought Conte was, you know, coming in. There's, there's some amazing bits and pieces. There's uh, there's this, this other, uh, again, this is probably from the Athletic. Um. I don't know who said this either. This is not very. Uh, this is not very helpful in terms of quotes. But this is these are real quotes. <laughs> um, talking about how he. This is probably in Australia. How he improved players. He made players better. He kind of. He and, and this is going to be worrying for the people that want the likes of Eric Dyer uh, gone and, and one or two others. <laughs> um, because the, here's the thing about Dyer. Dyer gets rebooted every time a new manager comes in, right? And whatever. Mm. And Dyer's probably a lovely bloke and trains really well and. Yeah. A manager who does believe in his convictions and 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 an ability to change and improve players, he's not going to shy away from doing that. So it's going to be quite interesting because the guy appears to have this kind of relentless energy with with, with what he stands for and what he wants from his squad and and, and what he needs to do to to fix a squad. Um, so that will be an interesting discussion. But yeah. Um, I can only apologise. I don't have any more. Like, uh, I mean, I think the other things will go 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 back to what we were talking about earlier with with Gerard uh, winning the league by twenty twenty points, and um, people obviously comparing him with Ange and saying, "Well, you know, Scotland's a joke," and uh, 
Tottenham are a joke for appointing a Scottish manager because they're still for, for every Chris and Adam who are very logical and pragmatic and are, are probably both much like most of us again we're exhausted right how many times mm. do we have to recalibrate our brain and go okay okay I'm 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 happy I'm content you know I choose to do it because that's how I work that's how my body and my and mind function and I, I can't go to the football and think fucking hell here we go again you know, I I want to go to the football and believe in something, but also I don't want to be completely naive or have delusions of grandeur or whatever. So I'm quite balanced and anchored to to reality, but also I'm a, I'm a romantic at heart. I just I want the team to play football that gets our bombs off the seat, and it feels like we're you know it's 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 going to be another journey. Doesn't matter about the destination. You know, because if you're asleep for the entire destination, and then you you get sorry for the if you if you're sleeping through the entire journey, you get to the destination and you 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 pick up a bit of, of silverware at the end of it. That's great. It looks good in the record books. But how was the journey again? Were you bored out of your fucking mind? Mm. And and a lot of people, I've often a lot of Spurs fans have often said. I don't care about the journey. I don't care about the football. Just win something. It's like that's you're you're now changing what it means to be a football supporter, and especially what it means to be a, a Spurs fan. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that belonging and following a football club is so important and so pivotal to the experience that it doesn't matter if you never win anything again. Because sports is fundamentally about trying to win things, right? Or trying to achieve yeah. things within the means of what you have available to you. And Spurs are in the very top tier. So we should be looking at winning league titles and cups or whatever. But there has to be a middle ground and you have to be comfortable with your team and you have to be connected to your team. And I think most of us are, I mean, we are unplugged at the moment. So... Yeah, but I think it'll go, I think it's going to go a long way to reconnecting like a lot of those you know disassociated fans right now, like because you know we've all we've all been quite disillusioned for a while, haven't we? And yeah, um, I think he's going to you know from everything you hear, he's someone who you know completely you know transformed, um, well not completely transformed Celtic because they win it all the fucking time bar one year, but he at least completely united the fan base like they all loved it love him and they're all like yeah. absolutely gutted that he's gone and there's i mean the reality is is that you mentioned you know i don't always like hark back to the um to Darius to do stuff but it is nice to sort of think about it because it is the club motto after all and the last two appointments haven't nece- and the way the club's been acting hasn't necessarily been embodying that at all has it um at least from a fan's perspective the club might argue different but they might say well we have because we've gone for the most amb- ambitious managers and blah 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 but you know he's, he's anything but a safe appointment Postacoglu. like i think he is a gamble because you know i think there's plenty of le- i think Luis enrique would have been a safer option do you know what I mean? Because he is yeah. just a completely different kettle of fish. He's extremely recognised. He's won stuff with Barcelona. He's done well with the Spain team despite not winning anything. Just all those sort of things. Um, but at the same time, he's no Steven Gerrard. Like Steven Gerrard's job at Rangers was his first job. Like, you know, he obviously done a decent job at Rangers, but at the same time completely fell to bits at Villa because guess what? He's not experienced enough. He's been managing for, like, what, three years as a manager by the time he got yeah. to that point. Yeah. And... Postacoglu's been managing since about, well, what is it, like 1996 or something stupid, like in terms of when he took over the Socceroos and all that lot, like, and eventually got his got into, um, he was then at Melbourne, I, I think, and 
Um, Victoria, I could be, I could, I could be completely botching these names that are over you don't, there. You don't, you, but, don't uh, have to, you don't have to go through it, mate. I mean, the, it's. But you know yeah. what I'm saying, though. Like yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. then gone to all these different places, albeit they're not leagues that, we, that are necessarily impressive to the average fan. Um, not, not even me. I'm not saying they're impressive to me either. But he's not a novice at the same time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, we this conversation will run and run really because people are going to be. So we, the, we, we just have to wait and see. Like, yeah, as simple we, as we that, isn't it? Exactly. We can't do anything until the guy starts starts working and starts representing Tottenham. And and, and his first interview, and he, he's wearing his little Spurs shirt with the, the 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 badge on his chest, and you know, emotionally, you buy into it. I've seen people buy into it slowly, and you be in, and it's because people want to be in that position. Obviously, we know that there are there's an entire culture of people that are standoffish and have been for for a long time, some people for decades, where they just hate everything the club does, hate the players, hate the supporters, hate every manager, hate hate every decision, everything's levy, 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 and, and, and it's just like you're poisoning your, your your own food here. Like just just allow yourself to enjoy the feast. Because usually with Tottenham, whether it's good or bad, there's a lot to eat, right? We we never starve of, of things to talk about and Emotionally, we have been on at every point of the roller coasters. Um, the roller coasters collapsed whilst we've been on it, for God's sake. And then, you know, on one occasion, it just zoomed into the heavens momentarily uh, under that guy who I did mention earlier, maybe by name, but I won't mention again. Um, let's, I'll tell you what, let's finish, let's finish uh, there uh, for the free pod. Uh, we're going to continue on Patreon. Uh, we're going to talk about Harry Kane. Uh, momentarily, because that's the that's a big, big talking point, I guess, in terms of does he stay, does he go? Madrid rumours mm. all over the shop. I don't believe them at all at this point. Uh, Spurs have just, as we've been talking of, of, of uh, Nike, have released the uh, the new Spurs shirt. Very weird image released on Twitter. Doesn't it just doesn't look. The shirt, I'm sure, is lovely because it's, it looks like it's completely white with some kind of sort of close details on it uh but the the image they've released on twitter is just fucking awful i mean honestly sometimes i i, I worry about the 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 people making decisions from a social media perspective <laughs> not not spurs official in this case but just give us the shirt as it looks in real life so we can actually see what it looks like rather than having it fly through the sky and and wishy-washy effects um we can talk about that I'm, not, I'm sure that was going to be like a two-minute conversation. And a couple of other bits and pieces. Right, okay, we're done for the normal pod. Uh, we're going to continue on Patreon, so check out Spooking Purgatory for more. For everyone else that's downloaded on all podcast apps, thank you for doing so. Catch you on the next one.